Right there's so. your leader right there. There's your leader. That is the leader. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I never really get into this war between you two. But when you wear your hat like that, you automatically get disqualified in terms of any like kind of authority on anything. I, oh, that's not Howie? No, that's not Howie. That's, <laughs> that's the guy who... That's man. Richard Hart. That's Richard Hart from Hex. He's the leader of Hex. He's, he's ahead of the Trailer Park Army. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies, where banking fatties. We got a great show for you today. I just want you all to know that we are constantly working on making this show better and better and better. And it's a work in progress. And we're going to do some amazing things with it. We're always huddling. We're always working. We're always trying to put out the best proc ever. So we appreciate you who uh, enjoy this show. And we promise you things are only getting better. Joining me yeah. as always from space, Johnny Woodard. It's cold up here, dude. Got my uh shib shib army uh shib army shirt. I love it. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, it. yeah. They're doing dude. some burns, bro. Doing some burns. James I saw somebody was trying you, to bro. some James. some guy on Twitter was trying Sam to get you to be the official voice of uh Shib's burns. I saw that he was lobbying like the official shib. Yeah, that's our friend overlord. James. We should have James yeah. on. I hope you that know? works out for you. I will be the face of ship. Okay, make no doubts about the it. The burn Johnny. master. That's what I'm they should call you. Super heavy legs and Shib are going to be my causes. And joining us, he just got back from his smash hit uh, taping in in Saratoga Springs, which is a nice city. Uh, how are you doing? What's going on? I'm glad you remember the name of the city because uh, you looked a little confused there for a second. Well, I, I, I will. I won't lie to you. I was like, why are we here? I will. I will. Uh, that I left. I got there asking that. I left there asking that. But super Saratoga is awesome. Yeah, but I don't. But why? But it's great. I don't know why we were there. It's fine. I'm happy. It went well. You crushed. A lot of people showed up. And best part, we got to meet Lil E and his smoke show girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Sam asked if he could if they would have sex in front of him. Yeah. Sam know. is Sam has made an, a curious number of comments about how hot. E's girlfriend is it's really, girl really making hot, me bro. making me a little it, uncomfortable if I'm being and honest. She's a sweetheart. She's just a little and sweetheart. she's a sweetheart who may like black guys, but that's a different story. Okay, Howie, how do you feel about your shoot? You know what, man? I'll tell you what. It was the people were great. Um, it, I mean the crowds were great. I had so many family friends, friends from high school. Friend, half my fraternity in college was there, man. Um. It was wild. Your relatives I, were there. They loved your comedy, right? Yeah, they loved it, baby. <laughs> they loved it, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the camera crew was insane. I really oh. want to thank Howie for asking me to just chug these fucking shirts across country, and then he didn't even sell them. But thank you, Howie. No, for asking I, me. I, I ended up selling like five or six of them, and I gave two to two homeless guys on the way home. So okay, were, perfect, perfect. They were perfect. good use. Next time, have them shipped out, please. Could you do that for me? I, I asked him. I said, like, "Dude, please send them to FedEx. 
no, man, they won't get there. And I go, you can overnight them. I'll pay for it. I said, I'll pay for it. And he's he was hell bent on you. And I, I didn't want you to take him. I wanted to mail him. But, but you crushed. Yeah. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Had a great time. You got. Now, you were great, brother. man. You were, you were great, even though you. I got you on tape making fun of me because I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, he just called it a taping. That's how fucking old he is. <laughs> <laughs> I literally heard say it. Next day, I'm listening to my set. Like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Okay, okay, all right, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for coming to this taping. Oh, jeez, he called it a taping. Yeah, that's how old he is. <laughs> so Sam said right before he came out, dickhead. I'm happy to be a part of it, dude. Oh, we had a blast. Uh, we had a blast. And, and Johnny, how how was your week? Oh, I mean, like, yeah. How were both of your guys' week? Whoever wants to jump in, I laid out this week, dude. I I stayed out of. I you know I've been traveling, so I was. Your girlfriend beat you up again. <laughs> well, yeah, I know we don't like to talk about that. There's, there's pending legal action, so I, I can't talk <laughs> about that. But yeah, yeah, something like that, Sam. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, Howie, outside the taping, how was your week? Oh, it was. I mean, that's what it was all about. I was, you know, trying to get some last second sets in, which was a waste. I knew what I was going to do. Uh, and uh, that was it. It was just fun. It's fun going up to Togo. It's fun seeing old friends. People showed up that I hadn't seen in 25 years. I didn't recognize some people. One of the kids showed up. I was his coach at Cortland. I coached him. And I didn't fucking recognize him. Like he had wow. short hair and kind of now he had long hair and kid looked great. Looked the same though, man. Uh I you, he looked the same, but you didn't recognize him? He looked the same, but he had long black hair, so it kind of threw me off. Respect. Did he think he's they say, Howie man, you were a shitty teacher, but awesome comic? Pretty much that's what he said, man. That's Perfect. that's what he said. He was like, You Perfect. were the worst coach we ever had in our lives. But that was some <laughs> funny shit. When you were talking about uh, drinking, going to school, because we know it was true. What what kind of offense did you run in basketball? What do you have a style? What was it called? Did you run yeah. talks of me offense? Yeah, when I was coaching, yeah, no, when, yeah. <laughs> when I was coaching, we usually had like one or two good players. That was it. So it was basically everybody setting screens for those two guys. Those two guys would take ninety percent of the shots. And how, uh, how he couldn't remember me, but he called it just the blob is what he called it. The blob uh, offense. We, we ran the uh, we ran the. Uh, uh, the shuffle offense. We ran the shuffle. My favorite, uh, my Dean favorite... Smith's motion offense. Did you run Dean Smith's motion offense? That's yeah. the best. Do they still run that? Yeah, motion variations yeah, of it. Sure. Yeah, motion. for sure. Motion's pretty much. I mean, all it is is just passing screen away, passing, uh, passing cut. It's real simple. So I mean, that uh, was okay. Sorry, Howie. Finish your. Oh, that was Bobby Knight, the guy Bre that started that shit. basketball. Yeah. So. That's what it was. A lot of old players here, guys I played with, played against. They love Sam, man. They love Sam. Yeah, they they except for the guy that came that you fucking house for 30 points, talked during my whole set in the second show. He was hammered. Hammered. He was <laughs> wearing a red shirt, and the only thing redder than his shirt was his face. <laughs> his face was so red. Dude, he came in. I saw him a mile away, and I'm like, is that trip? I'm like, look at his fucking face. And, and Parks goes, Howie, man. He's been he's been drinking all day, fishing, fishing and drinking, just waiting to come. And I'm like, oh, man, don't let him. In. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, he was lit up. Yeah, that's it was the weird thing about that taping is that the only problem is it's not dark. The whole place is kind of lit up. You see everybody, you know, it, it was a little weird. Oh, inter that's interesting. So you could, you could see everybody having, the whole time. Huh? A little weird, weird seeing my girlfriend running up and go. 
Okay, go. No, like, that's what they do, dude. That's called. I thought you do. I thought you do shoots. Yeah, but I'm. You know, I do, but I, 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 it's not comedy. It's like it's a little different. Gotcha. It was good watching you because uh, she went out and bought Sam a whole new wardrobe right before the show. Uh, dude, I I discovered my love of green shirts. <laughs> Purple, red. I love it. Howie, let's get into uh, the markets. You're yeah. excited today? I'm, a listen, good day? Yeah, because I made that call last week on Friday. I came out and said, look, here's the deal. Market was just tanked. Tanked. We had, I think, the sixth straight down day. People are just at threshold. Dude, the market was as tanked as your friend who showed up at the shooting. <laughs> right about there, the taping. Yeah. yeah, the taping. The fucking taping. The What's wrong with saying the taping? What's wrong with saying that? Because nobody uses don't... tape anymore, Howie. Yeah, that's why you'd say taping because you use tape. Now When's the last filming. time you rented a videotape? Yeah, it's been a while, right? Even though yeah, I but said taping still a bunch it? it's, What is it? The filming? I don't know. It's called filming. It's not really film, film either, honestly. What's it it's called, like, Johnny? Shut I, up. I'm, but I'm just saying, they're, they're not using film What's either. What's it called, Dana? I've heard a lot of people recording. still say tapings, honestly. But oh, yeah, recording yeah, recording. Is technically right recording. That's what I should have said. Yeah, that's what So listen, let, I put out the video last week, and I said, look, I had 22% cash left in the account, and I said, I'm going all in. And I bought calls on Home Depot, Devon Energy, uh, Morgan Stanley, Carvana. Uh, I sold Home Depot and uh, Devon Energy yesterday up around 80%. Some other readers got out up 100%. They doubled. Um, and Morgan Stanley today is up around 35%. I'm going to hold it, probably get out this week if it gets up to 40 50%. But, you know, now I'm back into cash again. All that money I put in those, it's, it's back in cash. Uh, I still have a good feeling about things like Meta. Uh, and some of these other things, I think we're getting, we're having a little short-term rally right now. That's two days. We're up like 6%. It's great. Two days. That's nice. great, dude. So even hey, your man. golden, even your gold and silver bounced. Hell yeah. Cause I'm smart. <laughs> Jump on the cash daddy's Patreon, bro. This. Okay. We're crossing. Dana, Dana has a question. I'll rely it. What is it? Okay, so Dana's asking. We're gonna get we're gonna get into stories. Okay, so uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Any great stories happening? I know Elon. I know uh, how we want to talk Elon and Twitter. What would you like to say, brother? Dude, so the stock is down to I don't know thirty eight, thirty nine. I mean, they're they're dead in the water. Twitter Oof. and Elon Musk, who's been just tweeting his ass off the last couple of days about Ukraine and this and that and shit he knows nothing about. He comes out this Howie, after you're a retard. Go on. So he comes out this afternoon and says, you know what? I'm going to buy Twitter at $54 a share. And immediately the stock is halted. That means for two hours, it's three, two, three hours. It doesn't trade. It's just sitting there at 40, whatever. Uh, it opens up, up 22% at 52 bucks a share. Um, and I'm getting questions like, should we short it? Should we buy puts on it? Look, he says he's buying it at 54 bucks a share. What does that mean? It doesn't mean shit. Everything this guy says is, is, is bullshit. So I'd sit back and wait and see what happens. Um, I own some Twitter stock. 
Well, to me, what this, you know, I feel like this is, is him seeing what his words can do to the stock. And then if, if it does bounce like it did, maybe he will actually buy it is what I think. But this is like a test almost. You're right. No commitment at all in it because he can still just go to trial if, if they want to they want to take it to trial. Uh, but can I sell my Twitter stock right now. Where did you buy uh, that? When the, first of all, where did you buy Twitter? Yeah. And why? I Twitter a long time ago. Just been wonder, sitting on it, huh? What price did you get it at? I don't know. I think like 30 something. 30 something. I don't know. I'm right now. I'm up total gains on that. I am up fourteen dollars. <laughs> you got one share. <laughs> you bought a share of Twitter. How many shares do I have? What ha you get? Do you have half a share? I own ten shares. Oh, oh okay. The price I paid was fifty dollars. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. There we go. You're up like a buck. Nice job. Yeah, Thank that's good. You, dude. Yeah. Wheeling and dealing. <laughs> Crushing it, man. Just yeah. got nuts. Sell now. Sell a gain now. is a gain, Howie. Gains are gains are gains. Yes. That is correct. But yeah. we've had the best two-day, back-to-back two-day gains in over two years today. Today was just, you know, the S&P still down 20% for the year. Uh, Nasdaq's down probably 27% for the year. So we still got a long ways to go. But today and yesterday was good. We got a lot back. We got a lot back. Nice. Nice. Solid. Johnny, anything you want to talk about? Well, yeah, this is something that just came over. And I, I think it's just evidence that when one government decides to do something, it can have an effect worldwide. Uh, in the EU... The parliament has voted today to introduce the USB-C port as the standard port for phones and other devices like that, electronic devices, which means that now, you know, the port on the bottom of your iPhone, it's going to it's going to end up changing to USB-C now because they can't just make a different phone for that market. It's not uh, financially uh, wise for them to do that. Uh, I'm just going to read this here. The European Parliament has voted to introduce an EU standard charging port for mobile phones by 2024. And this is just the sweeping power that the EU Parliament has. All phones, tablets and cameras will have to use USB-C connectors. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what Android, most Android products use right now. And uh, I think, I mean, this is just. It's just crazy. I mean, we've seen this with California, like with emission standards, you know, California's increased their emission standards. So the rest of the car car, man, car manufacturers, rather than just making a special California car, have increased their emission. And so this is going to this is something that Apple says could cost them millions of dollars, uh, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars uh, by 2024. Uh, let's see. The European Commission has previously said that a common EU charger could save consumers around 250 million euros. It's going to cost Apple way more than that, and and probably Huawei, who has some custom connectors. I just I I, I think that's interesting. It, it shows you kind of a difference in philosophy in governing philosophy, and and why companies, especially new and young tech companies, are reluctant to do business in the European Union because the government there has so much power. Unelected power too. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. Part. People, the people didn't. Yeah, it's 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 just it's really it's really interesting and, and kind of kind of gross to me. I agree. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Italy with this new prime minister, and whether she like pushes to get out of the EU. Well, well that would be a huge domino if she did. No, I mean you. It's, Europe's fucked. Look, 
they're fucked. I mean, you got Credit Suisse, you know, out of what Switzerland, they're they're possibly going bankrupt right, right now. Three dollars a share. That's a bank. You know, Sam talk about the banks. Look, the the banks in the U.S. have billions and billions and billions of dollars, and they're hedged right now for down markets. They're going to be okay. The Bank of England, that's a different story. Bank of England's in deep shit. They had to they had to bail out all those pensions last week. Um, I mean, when is the last time you heard of a pension fund getting a margin call? That's that means their traders fucked uh, up. Never, because I've just heard about that just right yeah, now. I mean, Bank of England uh, had to zero days old the first time I heard about that. Yeah, I mean they they had to bail out these pension funds who obviously have shitty managers running them. And right now, people there's have a feeling that the Bank of England could be in a little bit of trouble. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I do I think, think I think it was you're this days old when you heard about that, not zero days. That would mean you're like a fetus. Well, it's the same thing. No, it's, no, it's like, zero days yeah. is a fetus. You weren't a fetus when you heard about it. You might have been. It's possible. What do you think about the energy crisis, uh, guys? What, I mean, you know, the, the pipeline sabotage or whatever. Do you think this is all dr drummed up bullshit, Sam? Uh, I mean, like, there is a lot of loose jacking going on with that. But, I mean, what I, I've talked about this on my uh, Conspiracy Social Club. I have never seen in my life uh, a push for war that's gotten less, like, like, support in my life. I've never seen it. Like the Iraq war outside of America, everyone's like, don't do it. We don't want it in America. Everyone's like, they hit us, man. They, there's no, there's no evidence. They hit us, man. And like, but dude, they really want war with Iran, uh, uh, with Russia. And I, I feel like around nobody wants it. Maybe Howie, cause he's somewhat retarded, but everybody, <laughs> nobody else, nobody else wants war right now. And, but it's just my humble opinion. No, I, dude, I'm with you. I think, and now that it's come out, and it's even been said on major news uh, casts in America that the United States was behind the bombing of that pipeline. I mean, like, dude, they it's so crazy, man, because they have to manifest us to give them, they want us to manifest for them to go in, and they're not getting it right now. So it's super interesting. Do I think there's going to be a crisis of energy? It's possible for sure. Thoughts, Howie? Yeah, I think no doubt. This well, oil, uh, as far as oil goes, OPEC's going to uh, decrease barrels starting, I think, tomorrow, which is great for my XLE and OIH, my two favorite energy companies. They'll go up. So, you know, they cut back on oil, the price of uh, our stocks goes up. Um, no, we're going to have some energy problems this winter. Are you kidding me? Natural gas in Europe—they're fucked. Russia's not giving them any gas until they straighten this shit out. Yeah. I should probably bring this inside. I'm getting poured rain on. It's not good for the laptop. Hold on one second. Oh, <laughs> he's getting rain on. Hey, uh, Sam, what do you think about Kim Kardashian's story where she's going to have to pay over a million dollars to settle SEC charges well, linked to Dana's that weird worried. crypto promo on her Instagram? She's got great tits. Dana's yeah. worried that we're going to get sued, too, because I don't well, know. Well, it wasn't a lawsuit. That was the SEC. Yeah, I mean that's why you have to give full disclosure when you when you are promoting something that you are getting paid to promote. 
She's also banned for three years from talking about cryptocurrency, which I just thought that was hilarious because, you know, Kim Kardashian is really a big player in the crypto biz. She's an idiot. Well, no, here's the thing. Now, friggin', I'll piggyback off of that. So Kim Kardashian uh, gets in trouble by the SEC. That's just the tip of the iceberg, baby. What's that tell you? They're regulating the fuck out of uh, crypto. It's coming and it's coming fast. And I think most of these cryptocurrencies are in the shitter over the next six months. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really bad. My cheddar is I just hold it just to see how bad it can get. <laughs> cheddar? Um, it's still around. Yeah, I still I have it. It's worth, it's worth thirty dollars. Um, you know, so, real cheddar is actually worth more than cheddar. The coin. Yeah, you could actually yeah, just get sure. a slice of. Cheddar I can cheese. buy more stuff with actual cheese than I can with <laughs> that cheese. Times are tough. Fuel prices are through the roof. The cost of food is insane, and people have even started to lose their homes. But there can be a positive to this. Recessions are where more wealth is made than in any other time in the economic cycle. Take the last recession. Those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money in less than two years. But no market rose like crypto, where people made 10x, 50x, even 100 times over the same period. That's what James McMahon did. On his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins that he did. Had you invested $100 into each, you'd have been in profit more than $123,000. His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692 times. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his Copy Crypto membership site. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You just copy James. So join the 2,800 members who copy James by going to copymycrypto.com forward slash Sam. That's copymycrypto.com slash Sam. It's your call. You can thrive in this recession or be another victim. Visit the site and copy James now. Um, Johnny, the last week we didn't talk about it, but uh, the head of uh, Celsius has stepped down, which Alex Mashinsky, is, yeah, is hilarious. And the second guy in charge, uh, David Leon, he also resigned today. Good, good riddance. So, Johnny and Howie, what do you think that does to the case, in particular, my crypto? Well, I have a theory that they might be I, I feel like those guys are out because they were obstacles to something. Now, whether that was a buyout or what, I'm not sure. There are, you know, there were rumors today of what what uh we had a question about this actually. Let me see if I can pull that question here. Hold on. Uh anyway, there were rumors today that some uh some group was gonna buy uh Celsius and there were talks about the XRP people. Was that was that who it was? Hold, hold on just a second. I, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or Twitter. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, how, what are you guys feeling now that SBF may buy Celsius? That was a question from uh, Vla Vlad. But what does that mean? Yeah are, they, yeah, are they buying just part of the debt? Are they buying everything? Do, I mean, yeah, what does that mean? Do oh, I here's, I, here's, a, here's, a, here's a, new, a headline from uh, five hours ago, too. Uh, Alex Mashinsky withdrew $10 million prior to his accounts being frozen. Isn't that interesting? What a piece of Dirty shit. Dirty little bastard. 
What a piece of shit. Just milked it, huh? Just milked everything he could out of that company and got out. Just basically stealing from people is what he did. Yeah. Okay. Here, uh, FTX CEO Sam Bankman Freed uh, said his firm would pay a fair market price for Celsius's assets if it gets involved in the bankrupt lender acquisition process in an October 2nd tweet. Now, uh, he said they're raising finance at a $32 billion valuation in order to buy those assets. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what does that mean for, for us, Sam, getting our money back? I, I you know, I don't think it changes much, honestly. You know, if I, it yeah. seems like they're going to, they're going to, I, I, I feel like I trust the people in charge over there more than Mashinsky, obviously. So maybe, maybe they'll do right by us. But the, as far as it, what the assets are valued, crypto's got to go up for us to, to do well in this thing is what well, is really I mean, what's going to happen. Will they give me back my coins? I think I think what's going to happen is you're going to get an offer for uh, a discounted rate to leave to walk, you know, slashed rate, maybe sixty percent, seventy percent, half. I don't know. And then you'll also be given an option to hold and maybe do like a staggered withdrawal or to uh, commit to a year or two years to get you know, potentially what full value. What would you do, Johnny? Take I don't know. It depend. It depend on the offer. If it was eighty percent, something like that, I'm out. Yeah, Bonds me too. Up. If they give me eighty yeah. percent, I'll be like, goodbye, good luck, yeah. take care. But I'll if it's like half, dealer if it's Vegas. half, it's if good it's luck, less than half, good luck. Take then care. then I gotta I gotta look hard at that. It's just a shitty situation all around. Like yeah. the situation is is bad. You know, like I say. You know, in the 2000s, if you bought Enron stock or WorldCom stock and it went from 20 to 10, 10 to 5, you still could sell it. You could sell it and say, you know, enough is enough, I'm out. In your situation, they that would be like just saying, no, you can't sell the shares. They're locked up. Sorry. Okay. Well, now this is now Simon Dixon is a guy who's been following this really closely you know there are some questions about whether he's on the side of light but i i tend to think he is and here's what he's saying there are billions stuck on the app there's a hole we know there's a hole in the accounting uh some creditors are willing to invest in a management team that wants to build something potentially big and compliant others want out external investors like like this group we're talking about want to buy our assets cheap and won't try to make us whole. So we got to, you know, that's that's the risk. They just want to get their, you know, they're pitching this. It's like, hey, pennies on the dollar here. Help us out and we'll buy this thing and we're going to get assets for nothing, money for nothing, rather than with the goal of trying to do right by the by the creditors. So, you know, could be good or bad, Sam. It just really matters what the intentions of the people buying the, oh, buying the Lord, assets Oh, Lord, can I just live my life? <laughs> just brutal, like man. constantly brutal why do i get my financial peak during the worst time ever right it's like come on man let me live my life let me live my life what do you think about goldman saying that uh bed bath and beyond stock was worth just two dollars howie that, isn't that hilarious? I, think, I think that's more than more than i thought it was worth <laughs> I would have said fifty cents. I it's going, mean, it's going to zero. I mean, it's going to be delisted eventually yeah. by the end of this. It's done. Bed Bath and Beyond are going bankrupt. 
Oh, that makes me sad. Well, it's a store that just, I mean, and they were shooting to be like a target kind of, they fashioned themselves as like, Oh, we're the next target, but they got it. It's a store filled with just like, uh, you know, made for TV goods and just weird, weird no. shit that nobody yeah. ever shops for outside That's of Amazon. The beyond the beyond creeped everybody. Yeah, it was out. too much beyond though. It was yeah, mostly too beyond. Much. more bath, less beyond overpriced bed and bath too. all of the shit in there is overpriced. Let's be let, let's be on. Come on. No, I mean, it, it really it would kind of, you know, to me, it was always a store in between like specialty stores because they had a lot of kitchen stuff. But if you're really serious about that stuff, you're going to go to a specialty like kitchen store, you know, to get chef's knives and shit like that. And and, and then kind of in between that and like Walmart or Target or those kinds of places. Just, I don't know. It, 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 in this economy, people can't really afford to kind of play that middle ground. You know, you're either trying to save money or you're somebody wealthy enough or serious enough to go to a specialty store. And that's why that business model failed. Yeah, I agree. So should we get into our interview? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's we got a good one today, man. Who Big time. Who we got, Howie? Oh, today from Aries Trading, our new partner, man. We got my boy Retta, and he's going to tell all of the readers. You don't have to be a Patreon member. You can be anybody. But he's going to tell you how to open up an account through Aries Trading uh, with a minimum of $500. You get an extra $100 they're going to give you. So Bam! let's bring on Rana, baby. Check the links below to jump on the deal and enjoy the interview. Okay, let's get into it here. We're very excited to have our next guest on. Uh, we, we have a working partnership with him and his app. And we're excited to get into it. Howie, why don't you introduce the guest? Yeah, guys, this is from Aries Trading. We've gotten a million questions on what app should I use? I want an app for my phone. I want to be able to trade. This is it right here, man. This is Retta from Aries Trading. He's going to tell you guys how to get on board, what to do, what kind of a bonus you get. This is some good stuff right here. So, Retta, take it away. Tell us what you got. Hi, Retta. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for coming on Cash. All right, man. That sounds good. Yeah, thank you guys, man. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty excited. You know, I've done a couple of these podcasts. Uh, I actually listened to your podcast last night. I, I did not know you guys were comedians. I just think you, I thought it was hilarious. So, uh, you know, definitely a fan of your work. Uh, based on Saratoga, uh, it's questionable whether I am a comedian or not, but <laughs> neither here, here nor there. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your app that you want everybody to check out? Yeah, sounds good, man. So my name is Retta. Uh, I've been in this space for a really long time. Uh, I, I, you know, I started uh, other companies. I've been a trader pretty much my whole life, and really, Aries is a passion project for me. So uh, before Aries, I ran a data analytics company, and we would just kind of tell people like what are the weirdest, wackiest trades, and then people would pay a hundred bucks a month to get access to that kind of data. And you know, while running that company, we realized like, damn, dude, almost all retail investors will spend five, ten percent of their account every month just to sort of catch up to speed when it in terms of like education or data and then beyond that it, like my co-founder he was in Canada and I was in the US so he's using interactive brokers he's paying 10 bucks a trade but I'm paying 0 bucks a trade but I never get filled I, I, so we always just you know we always used to laugh about that like hey man like you don't get you don't have to pay for your trades 
I have to pay, but at least I get filled. So Aries is really a way to try to solve that. Um, you know, we, we started off small baby steps and the idea is like, we give out data for free, all kinds of like options, flow data, dark pool data, whatever. And then on the back end side, we're making our cash on the trading. So we're a no commissions broker, uh, or I'm sorry, no commissions trading platform in 130 countries. Um, and in many of those countries, we're actually the only no commission option. So it's, you know, th that's uh, sort of the, the value prop there. Okay, so tell us we tell us our readers, our followers here. A lot of them, you know, they're out in the the field all day. They want an app on their phone where they can put a trade in. You know, lunchtime they ch can check and see. Hey, look, that calls up thirty percent. I'm getting out. Um, tell our readers how can they go about setting up an account with Aries. What's the quickest way? And what's the minimum account size? Absolutely, man. So I, I, I totally resonate with that, right? Because like I was going to school while I started trading. Um, and you know, like, dude, uh, but the, the thing is, these brokerages that exist that solve that problem, they sort of take advantage of the fact that they know that you're not professional, right? They try to, you know, they I honestly like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here or not, right? But really, they're, uh, they're like, they're, uh, not nice, really. Yeah, uh, you're really, they're, they're fucking, fuck right? okay, <laughs> no, no, really, really, like you're you, they're giving you this like sexy UI, right? That gives you it, it access to the market, but you're getting fucked on the back end, right? And for me, it was like, this is like, this is a problem, bro. This is it, it's wrong that people have to go through that. So with Aries, it's like, uh, it's, it's that same sexy UI that people want, uh, but we're a direct, you know, we're, we're partnered with TradeStation. It's direct market access, uh, no commission. So it's not like you're being, you know, you're not being screwed out of a deal. It's just same as you were, you know, you know, paying for a premium service anywhere else. Yeah, you're just... That being said, I mean, the fastest way to get that, you know, the, a shameless plug, but the fastest way to get set up is, you know, tradearies.com forward slash cash daddies. Um, you go on there, you open up an account, uh, you know, we'll shoot you over a download link to the app. And if you deposit $500 or more, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll uh, right now we got a bonus going on, uh, you know, special to that cash daddies promo where you'll get a hundred bucks. Guys, again, listen to what he just said. If you open up a $500 account, and I believe, what is it, $20 over five months? Yeah, so it's $20 uh, over five months. Uh, uh, you know, that's sort of the bonus. It gets paid out automatically. And something to keep in mind there is that also includes, like, we have a referral program that's going to come out here in the next couple of days. So you'll also be able to make 50 bucks, 40 bucks whenever you invite your friend, right? Uh, you know, like one promotion doesn't stop you from taking advantage of our other promotions. So one more time, like, Sam's listening and... He's not slow, but he's a little slower than maybe your average person. I was so, held back in first grade. Yeah. So a guy like Sam, <laughs> you know, he's got $500. He wants to set hey, up it's a okay. I'm a college dropout. <laughs> yeah. He, wa <laughs> he, wa he wants to go buy uh, uh, GLD or SLV or anything that has to do with metals and, and crossbows. Uh, how would Sam go about setting up an account? Yeah. So it really takes five minutes, man. You go to, if you download, if you download uh, the Aries app on the app store, you fill out the application. Usually within that same day, we'll tell you like, Hey, uh, your application has been approved. Go ahead, deposit your cash. And then within two seconds, I mean, you want to buy metals, like you, you, you open up the app, you go to the search bar and you just search for what you want. It's like two or three taps, same as you would with any other, you know, uh, uh, sexy modern broker. And the, and the, t the app is Aries slash cash daddies. Uh, yeah. So if you're trying to, so if you're going, if you want to sign up with the cash daddies promo tradearies.com forward slash cash daddies, will take you right to that promo, uh, promo code. Okay. I want to get into, um, 
a kind of discussion we're having right now on the show about these exchanges and these apps for investing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the market where, like, let's say Robinhood didn't allow people to pull their money out? What are your thoughts on that? Because I know there's a lot of new investors that are paying attention thinking about dipping their toe and in investing that's the whole purpose of this show to our best of our abilities is to allow uh new people to come in and kind of try to get an understanding of how to get into the game and now they're hearing things like robin hood celsius now allowing people to pull out their money uh what what are your thoughts on all that Dude, absolutely um i think that often what we'll see is people start off with really crazy ideas. They're like, oh, I want to, with Robinhood, it was like, we're going to democratize finance. You know, they were the first ones to do no commission options, uh, no commission stocks, just in general. And they get really popular off this idea. But once you get to that level, you realize like, damn, I could make a lot of money. Um, you know, like, like I, it's like, it's kind of like a, 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 the game where like, I'm at the top and I want to stay at the top and I'm willing to kind of do anything to be at the top. And what we're noticing is that the retail investor always ends up paying for that. Um, for me, um, I'm, I'm a re retail investor, right? You guys can see the fucking the, the, the vanity screens behind me. I was this morning. I was on a uh, uh, on a Twitter Spaces with uh, like the Wolf Financial or whatever. Like I was live trading. Um, I sympathize with this retail investor that's getting. If it's like. I think that if you give the average person real access to the markets, then somebody's going to come up with a way to use it correctly um, uh, and, 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 you know, like build on top of it. I'm not I'm not that smart. Right. But like, why are we stopping people from real quality access? It doesn't really make too much sense to uh, too much sense to me. I agree. No, I think you got a good situation, guys, uh, listeners. And here's the thing. You don't have to be a Patreon member to subscribe to this. You can just listen to this show. You can be like, uh, you know, Joe Blow in Kentucky right now listening and saying, hey, $500. I want to trade some stocks. Uh, I get an extra $100. Um, anybody listening, you just use the Aries slash Cash Daddies. Uh, like he said, I'll put it up on the Patreon. I'll also put it up on Twitter. Um, it's real easy. And I, th I think that's a great bonus, 100 bucks. Yeah, something to mention too is um, like you guys. I'm sure there's listeners out there, right? You guys are probably paying probably fifty bucks a month, hundred bucks a month for just options flow data, right? We have a ton of free data tools, but that options flow data has been the most popular by far. We offer a lot of tools like that, same quality as anywhere else, but we don't charge for it, right? Um, there, I, in my opinion, I'd like to see what people can do with proper access. Uh, you, you know proper access to data, proper access to U.S. markets, and that doesn't exist yet. And I'm sure there's a listener in here, or, or a few of them, that ha if they if a level playing field existed, they would excel. And that's sort of what we're trying to, uh, you know, that's sort of what we're trying to push here at Aries. As we get into this crazy market right now, what's going up, what's going down, uh, as an investor, what are your suggestions for our listeners to make smart bets. How are they going to make money in these crazy times? Crypto, who knows what's going on with crypto? What's going to happen? World War Three? bullshit supply line, uh, supply chain lines, all that. What are your thoughts on how to make money in this crazy market? 
Yeah, man. So, so before Aries, I, I worked professionally as an investor. I, you know, you, you don't even have to say professionally. It was really like a family fund, but I, I worked as an investor and the, the primary type of investing that we did was invent driven. So we would download balance sheets, right. And try to figure out like if this company is worth as much as, you know, it's trading for, um, for me, that's always something that has worked really well. Right. Like if you buy a company, let's talk about like, let's just say ABC, if you buy ABC for a hundred million dollars, and they make $20 million a year, in five years, you're going to get your $100 million back plus another $20 million every year, right? That's sort of how I've always looked at investing, and it works really well, right? And with the market as low as it is, you know, uh, you know, the last two days have been pretty good, but with the market as low as it is, uh, and probably one of the worst first halves that we've seen in the last two years, I'm sure there's a lot of companies that are trading really, really cheaply based on their free cash flow. And I would argue that if you just stick to those fundamentals, that you will uh, end up profitable in the long run, right? But people often get caught up in this idea of like, I want to make a lot of money really, really quickly. That being said, though, I'm also like a crypto nerd, right? So we could talk, we could talk about either one forever, right? Like, uh, it, both are different, different streets, right? But what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts on the future of crypto? We, we, you know. So I, I, I've kind of been a crypto cowboy for a long time, too. Like, I was really into it. And then, you know, you'd see all these giant investment firms getting in. And everyone's like, yeah, man, yeah, these, yeah, yeah, the yeah. big dogs are in. And then I feel like we kind of got hoodwinked in that now they can control the market by buying and selling, driving the price up, driving the price down. Whereas you know what we should. OK, go on. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, man. Uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but even something to mention, right? You have these huge, huge venture capital firms that will prop up basically Ponzi schemes, right? Like we had these games like Axie Infinity, right? Um, and A16Z, the, the lady from A16Z, there, there, there are conversations where she's like, we know, right? It's like, and it's like, you know, like and from me, you know, on, on one hand, it's really cool that crypto lets you invest right alongside these big investors. But what people don't realize is you're probably not investing on the same terms, right? Like there are people that own Solana at three cents, at six cents, at 10 cents, and you're sitting here, right? And you're thinking like, oh, I get to invest next to these big investors. But the truth is, you know, you're kind of pumping their bags. And what I don't, uh, you know, like I, I like the idea of cryptocurrency. I'm a huge tech nerd, right? Like, I, I mean, I run a tech company, right? I, I, I'm a big tech guy. Like, for me, I think the future of cryptocurrency is like the way that I see it right now is there's these blockchains that you can build on top of, right? You got Ethereum, you got Solana, these blockchains that you can build apps on top of. Somebody eventually is going to build something useful on top of these blockchains. Like I, I don't think it's NFTs, right? But somebody eventually will build something useful on top of these blockchains. And I kind of think of it as like the iPhone before the app store really took off, right? Like it's there. It's, it exists, but nobody has unlocked its full potential, right? There's no, nobody has made Facebook yet, right? Like uh, that's sort of kind of what I think about future right now. And I see the future as like, somebody's going to invent some dope shit and I want to own the coin. Like for me, it's like, I like Ethereum and Solana because I think it has the potential to like be built on top of. You seem like a pretty sharp kid. Uh, what do you think of, uh, <laughs> what do you think of the, the crypto? Have you ever heard of hacks? Um, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, right? Like, uh, I, right, I, I was thinking about putting all my money in. I want to put my whole retirement in hacks because it they just seem like a really smart group of people. Uh, okay, well, I mean, dude, if you if you're a judge of smart people, if you think I'm the smart guy, right? Like, uh, trust me, I'm an idiot. Right? There's so your leader right there. There's your leader. That is the leader. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I I, I never really get into this war between you two, but when you wear your hat like that. 
you automatically get disqualified in terms of any like kind of authority on anything. I, oh, that's not Howie. No, that's not Howie. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the guy Howie. who. That's yeah. Richard Hart. That's Richard Hart from Hex. He's the leader of Hex. He's he's ahead of the Trailer Park Army. Um, trailer Park Army. Put your put all your money into Hex, and so, uh, because he's got the pulse chain coming, and in fifteen years you're going to be a billionaire. Yeah. That world's largest a, airdrop. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's coming, baby. Meanwhile, it's trading at like three cents. Bitcoin's gone up nicely. Hex just doesn't move. Well, let's let's get into that. Like, you know, here's the whole thing. I think the crypto market in terms of coins moved quicker than the crypto utility, right? Like the ability to use crypto anywhere at any time, right? That's it. Now, my friend James is always, he's still Shiba Army to the bone. And he's always sending me all these apps where you can use crypto to pay for stuff, but I just don't see it on a big enough level to, because the reason, and correct me if I'm wrong and I'm fine with being wrong. It's, I call that my life, but uh, <laughs> I am um, uh, until, until you could go to the store to buy gas or whatever, let's not even be that aggressive until you could do like the simplest things with crypto. It's going to be really hard because everyone's going to keep selling their, their crypto for fiat money. I agree with you. I, I totally, totally, totally agree with you, right? And that's why I like to stick to tokens like you know Solana or Ethereum that somebody can build on top of. Because look at like USDC, they're building a a dollar pegged coin on top of Solana and all these other blockchains. With that being said, let me let me give you a counter argument though. Let me play devil's advocate here for a second, right? I, Aries is the only platform that allows you to deposit cryptocurrency to trade to then convert to USD and trade stocks, index options, whatever, right? And in the United Kingdom, the average time to open a brokerage account that lets you trade U.S. stocks is 10 days, right? Um, with Aries, you can open an account, get, uh, get uh, you know, accepted in one day. And then if you use cryptocurrency, so, you know, sometimes a wire transfer takes two or three days. But if you use cryptocurrency, you can deposit Ethereum. It can clear in one hour. And then you could switch that to USD and trade starts trading stocks like that. Yeah, and yeah again, that's just, that, wait, you, you, can, you can move crypto there, turn it to cash and buy stocks? Yep. Yep. Um, and, and that solves a real problem like for 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 guys in the UK or so we're international. Right. So you, we have guys in Singapore, guys in Malaysia, guys in the UK. They don't want to do a wire transfer. A wire transfer takes three, four days. They do Ethereum and they have their cash in an hour. When's the last time that you were able to deposit fifty, hundred thousand dollars into your brokerage account and trade it the same day? That's crypto, unbelievable. And, and we're using crypto to solve that problem. Right. Which is crazy. The only problem is nobody in the UK has any cash. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not as of recently, right? If you're living in <laughs> England, you're pretty much like, you know, trying to like steal somebody's corn out of their backyard to feed your kids right now. Those pension funds were just wonderful over there. <laughs> it's, um, it's crazy, man. Well, let's get into what you see going on. Well, well how do you see the next year? I mean, I'm seeing all these like I, I'm I, I'm kind of out on the uh, on the doom porn going on out there end of days all this stuff i'm really i, I understand that the markets are crazy um but the u.s dollar is still super strong so i don't know if i'm coming or going right now uh well how do you see the next year some people go it's gonna be a year of pain 2023 what are your thoughts 
Okay, so my thoughts are twofold, right? And you're right, the US dollar, so you got the Canadian dollars down, the Australian dollars down, the euros are down, the pounds are down, the yen is down, and the dollar is holding up steady, right? Um, but something to mention is uh, a lot of people are forgetting that the last two years we ran because we interest rates were at zero, you know, good investors could borrow at almost under a percent. And uh, when you can borrow at almost under a percent, and you decide to put $2 trillion into the market via stimulus. I mean, you don't do that without repercussion, right? Like, you know, people forgot about that. Two years ago, we were living with zero interest rates and we were living with anyone could go borrow at almost under, anyone could go borrow at under one and a half, two percent 2%, which has just never been heard of before. So now, now we're facing those consequences, right? Interest rates are up. Uh, interest rates are up, money's being pulled out the market. The same house that you could have bought last year on a 30-year mortgage, the payments have doubled, right? Um, and with that, obviously, more cash leaves the market and goes into bonds. That being said, um, th just like that didn't last forever, the 0%, this won't last forever. And, you know, the Fed is talking about easing interest rates going into 2023. Um, and I... Personally, I don't see an environment where this lasts longer than like mid 2023 to 2024. Yeah, I and, and I and that's just the way that I see it right now. Right. Uh, of course, like I should mention that I'm a really, really, really conservative value investor when it comes to my own money. I'm a big uh, Benjamin Graham, you know, like, uh, you know, fucking boring, like Coca-Cola, you know, deserves more money than than Pepsi type of guy. Right. Like I'm not trying to like find the next Uber. Um, uh oh, it, it, yeah, like it's definitely more like conservative shit. So I'm, I'm for one really, really happy because the market's irrational. And when, when you know, when you hear all this doom and gloom, you'll see stocks kind of fall off a cliff. And sometimes good stocks also get hit by that market pressure. So I've been having a good time, you know, sort of weeding through the bullshit, trying to find what I like, uh, because you know, it's like it's not going to last forever. Just like zero interest rates didn't last forever, this is also not going to last forever. Um, and eventually, we'll run again. Well, last last Friday, uh, the market was down. We had one of those days. It was last Friday. We took a beat, and it was down three, three and a half percent. And and you know when when all the readers are like, "Howie, this is it. I'm pulling out. I can't." And and I'm like, "This is not when you want to pull out. This is when you want to buy." So my account literally had about twenty two percent cash left. And last Friday, I put out a video, and I said, "Today's the day. I go all in." And I bought I bought January calls on Home Depot. I bought January calls on Devon Devon Energy, and I bought a January calls on Morgan Stanley. Uh, I sold the Home Depot and Devon Energy yesterday, both up eighty percent. Uh, nice. And Morgan Stanley today, uh, I'm up forty percent in those calls, but I'm not holding it because to me it looks like this rally may continue another few percent before that VIX goes down and the market start to go uh, back. I mean, the VIX goes up and the market start to go back down again. I mean, I think, I think we're in a, we're in for a volatile next six months to a year. Um, you're going to see a lot of ups and downs, but I think that's great for us because there's going to be a lot of potential for profit taking, you know, sell, bag some cash, wait until the sink drops again, or even buy some puts. I don't know. Uh, but I, I kind of like where the market is. I like when it's totally, fun. yeah, totally, man. And I think people should understand, right. Um, just like when we, when Bitcoin ran from 10,000 to 60,000, people were talking about this, uh, was people were talking about missing that opportunity, you know, the same way that you might've missed that train going up. 
you're missing it going down if you're not thinking about when you're trying to buy, right? Because money is made, like, I'm just going to be honest with you, right? Money is made during these kind, uh, you know, these kind of slumps. And often you'll see people sort of bullshit their way around and, and they're around, you know, they, they know what's happening, but they're not profiting on it because they're not it really, it's just a lack of patience, you know? Uh, and I, I would urge most people to, you know, if you, if you don't think that you can beat the S and P 500, which 99% of people can't, right. Um, then dollar cost average into the S and P 500. And I guarantee you in 10 years, you're going to be patting yourself on the back because you're going to do better than nine out of 10 years of your friends. Right. In 2006, if you put $10,000 into the S and P at the end of 2021, I think it was worth around $60,000. So Damn. You know, that's the S and P, you know, that's, those are just basically in that's an index fund. Um, you know, I'm more active. That's why we do this Patreon. That's why we have readers so that I can tell people, look, uh, when, 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 when CNBC and when, when NVIDIA goes from 150 to 130 and Jimmy Kramer loves it at 150, but then it hits 130 and he says, no, I wouldn't touch the stock. Uh, then yeah. it goes, <laughs> now it's up again. Now it's headed back up. You wait. He'll wait until it hits like 145, 150. Then he'll tell everyone to buy it again. Um, Absolutely, man. Um, and, you know, to, to speak on your point about the S&P 500, people always get crazy when I talk about this statistic. If you put $50,000 into the S&P 500, um, you know, on average, the S&P does about 10 to 12% a year. Uh, in 25 years, that 50,000 would be a little bit under a million bucks. Yeah. Right. It would. Uh, it, and people just, I, like I said, man, I, I often think that people, they're there but they're just, they're, they're not participating the way that they should be. And it, it's, you know, like Aries aside, whatever aside, like I'm speaking, like, like I'm just going to speak as Reddit for a second. I think like, if you want to get to the point where you have some cash in your pocket and you want to set yourself up, then the only way to do it is to try to be greedy when others are, you know, when others are fearful. And I know that's a cliche saying, right. But the truth of the matter is there will be people profiting uh, uh, on this downtime and this downtime won't last forever. And as long as you buy things without an expiration date, right? Like I'm not saying go put all your money in 0% uh, and zero day expiration spy calls. I'm saying as long as you don't buy things with an expiration date and things that are solid, right? Like spy or, or, or even VU, right? At the end of the day, you are always going to be up. It's just the way that right now it's the way that America works, right? Um, and I just don't, I just don't think that's kind of clicked in people's heads yet because they don't get it, right? No, they don't, I, they just, I, I try to push the shit up. The one thing I say is, listen, uh, when the pain threshold is high, you want to buy on really, really bad news and you want to sell when things are amazing. When the world is great and you got somebody's grandmother telling you what that's what she just saw on CNBC to buy, that's when you probably should sell. Uh, if you're a contrarian in this, in this market, you'll do well. You'll do well. Yeah. I agree. I think it's interesting. You know, I, I bring a lot of my morals into this, how he always wants me to do oil or Pfizer and all that stuff. And maybe I'm wrong because I've told people to get in XRP and wait to see if that thing blows up. And Johnny's called me out on that hypocrisy. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting. I think there has to be a little bit of, you know, I, you know, I'm going to make money when I can make money, I guess. And that's a, that's an interesting point of view. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but you can you can participate in the market and like the market and just put all your put all your money in an index fund, right? Like you don't gotta take you don't have to take stupid risk with your life savings uh just because your hobby is like I like to invest and look at what's happening, right? 
Now you just made a point. You said, look, if you put, uh, if you put, what was it? $10,000 or no, $40,000 in the S and P was what you just said. Uh, it's, it's a little under a million in 25 years. Think about if that's in a Roth IRA. Yep. It's a 50,000, um, at 12% for 25 years. I think it comes out to $850,000 on the dot. I, I, I'm again, you kind of doing it in my head, but, uh, $850,000 on the dot, I think so. And if that's in a Roth IRA, you're pulling that money out. No taxes. Yeah, man. I mean, those 25 years are going to go by anyways. Right. Yeah, my huh? mom always used to, said, used to say growing up, like either you're going to be dead or you're going to be alive. Right. Like, like it's going to happen anyways. So final question is, uh, so we discussed this earlier on in the show. What are your thoughts about people saying that there might be problems with the banks? Do you have any thoughts on pulling cash out to hold on to it? Do you hold on to cash? You invest in gold so you have something, you know, tangible. What are your thoughts on that? Because everybody seems to be thinking these banks are in trouble right now. Absolutely. Um, okay, so here's the truth. Um, uh, the way that I think about it, and I think if you think about it logically, this makes sense. If the United States collapses, the worst thing that you're not going to be one, you're not going to be thinking about your gold. <laughs> right. Um, and most people don't have enough liquid cash to go buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold. And, you know, that's probably the minimum that you need to start another life in whatever country you end up running to. In my opinion, um, if you take a look at the dollar, you take a look at macroeconomics. I don't foresee. I, I don't think doom and gloom. This this like, you know, I got a, I got a book here, man, like um this book was written in 19, like 20s, in the 1920s by Benjamin Graham. It's called Security Analysis, right? Um, and in this book, he talks about how every couple of years, people start talking about when is the United States going to collapse? Same thing. This guy in the 1920s is telling you the same thing that's happening today. 100 years and, ago. Yeah, 100 years ago. And since then, the market has only gone up. And that's just the way that the world works, man. People, the human psychology makes it so that with every little tiny movement, uh, you see an irrational behavior. When things start going up, people start pumping their money into the market. And all of a sudden, a company that has zero revenue, for some reason, the market says it's worth $20 billion, right? When things start coming down, people start pulling their money out. And even the companies that do have revenue, you know, start trading at near zero. So that's the truth of it, man, is uh, uh, humans, like market psychology makes it so that humans are just look stupid. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say humans are stupid, right? But that kind I'm of- I'm fine with saying that. Yeah, that kind of emotional driven thinking is what leads to these high peaks and these low troughs. And if you, you know, like if you kind of separate yourself from that, I, I think that thinking like the banks are going to stop you from taking your money. It's like it's never happened. And the truth is, if it does happen, I'm probably not even going to be that. Like I probably can't do anything with the amount of gold, gold that I have anyways. Right. So I'm not going to worry too much about it. I'm just going to try to, you know, do what I can based on what I know. So Reda, one more time before, uh, you take off uh, yeah. one of our readers or somebody listening to this. They want to open up a Aries trading app on their phone. What do they have? What do they have to go to Aries.com or they can go Trade. to the description below yeah, the, the, and click the link or where yeah, the link. The link will be wherever you guys decide to post it, obviously. But, you know, a uh, trade forward slash cash daddy. So you can get that uh, hundred dollar promotion. Damn, bro. That's awesome, man. That is awesome stuff. Brother, thanks for coming on, dude. Thank you so yeah, thank much. You guys, yeah. Let man. me know this when you're good. back in New York I, I City. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be back in New York City in uh, in about a month. I'll be back in New All York right. City. We'll hook up. All right, yeah, bro. for sure, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Get on that. Click the link, guys, and uh, let's make it happen. Thanks, buddy, for coming on. Yeah, man. No problem. See you guys. Awesome. Bye.
Great interview. My interviewing skills get better by the day. You're welcome, everybody. Okay. My favorite part of that interview is uh, Howie's uh, blue steel look. He makes every time when he uh, asks a question. It's a lot. It's very sexy. No, suck in your cheeks like you do. You. Well, I got a thing here. Show, 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 show. Can you bring up a picture of blue steel? I'll, I'll show you. I got a thing right here, so I'm. That's a great picture. Look for it. I love it. Your head um, just disappeared. It just let's ask like you. Let's destiny. answer a couple of your Twitter questions real quick. Okay, uh, we got a couple questions here. Uh, what is this? Is Joe Crypto? What is Elon's next move since he bought Twitter, which he hasn't done? We should be. He clear. hasn't bought it. Uh, will Twitter become more decentralized? What do you think would happen if Elon did buy Twitter? Is the question here. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be a free for all. Everyone will come back and then all the Holocaust deniers and the Jews run everything will get everybody freaked out and then they'll be calling for censorship again. That's my thought. That's wild. Holy shit. That's some deep, deep stuff right there. You I just, think that's what's going to happen. You're going to through the Holocaust in with Twitter. And I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Well, that's what they always do. That's how they bring in censorship. They bring in super sensitive issues. And then everybody runs around like the sky is falling. And then they beg like for chicken censorship. head. Yeah. It's like chicken head. Fucking chicken head, dog. Run around like chicken head. Yeah, I would love to see Elon buy it and just say, you know what? You can say anything you want on here. Slap, you know, slap your dick off of Twitter. I don't give a How shit. How about hardcore gang gangbang porn? Are you cool with that, Howie? I'm fine with it. I'm fine <laughs> with it. They don't even have to use lube. I, they can do whatever they want. That's why fine, Howie's man. Howie. It's yeah, America. Funny. We're in America. You do what you want. Uh, this is the Sith Lord asking about uh, who does who does Europe think they are to force an American company? He's talking about Apple here to comply with their demands using the uh USB-C ports. Uh well this is I mean they do business in Europe. So and and that is the regulating body in Europe. So if they want to keep doing business in Europe, I you know they have to they have to comply. But uh yeah it's just a it's part of the way business works, right? Howie if you oh. if you want to do business there, it's probably going to be worth it for you not to make like a customized version of the phone just for Europe. So it's going to affect American consumers too. How it, it's yeah, globalism that's, that's part of it but on the other hand too europe's really in no position to ask for anything right now i mean they got to be lucky with just transactions happening in that <laughs> continent fucking the whole continent's broke yeah. right now all right uh luis asks uh can you guys talk about how losses on trades affect taxes at the end of the year yeah real simple and that was a question asked before look if you have $50,000 in gains and you have $50,000 in losses, they offset each other. I don't care if you have 10 million in gains, 10 million in losses, they offset each other. Now, let's say you have uh, $20,000 in gains and 15,000 in losses. Okay. You're going to have to pay taxes on 5,000. 20 minus 15 is five. Uh, let's say you have 10,000 in gains and 100,000 in losses. 10,000 will offset it, and then the rest goes forward to the next year. If you have a bunch of gains that year, that'll offset the losses. So someone asked, can you only uh, write off 3,000 in losses? That's only if you have no gains. If you have no gains and 10,000 in losses, you can write off 3,000 that year. And it carries over. The rest carries over. Okay. Uh, this is from Dakota. Why open an IRA to start trading? 
if you don't have an IRA, open one because that's a retirement account. Like versus buying stocks in a taxable account, you buy them in your IRA, you don't pay taxes on it. You have a Roth in 25 years and you put 40,000 into the S&P index fund. You know, it's when it's worth $800,000 in 40 years and you take it out, it's tax-free versus paying taxes on it in a trading account. I would always open an IRA before you do anything. And then finally here, David asks, is, is, is it Twitter that's pulling the NASDAQ, NASDAQ up? Nah. I mean, the Twitter doesn't have a lot uh, involvement in the NASDAQ. I mean, what pulled the NASDAQ up today was Microsoft and Apple. That's almost uh, 15 20% of the whole entire NASDAQ, those two stocks. All right. That's it for the questions today. Are going to go to picks now. Howie's pick of the week. Howie's pick of the week. It's his pick of the week. Howie's got a pick of the week. And it's it's up like eight points in two days. And this thing's going to bust out. It's everything. They're coming back strong. They didn't get hit by the hurricane as bad as they thought they would. Only shut down for two days by Disney. D-I-S. Disney. Disney. And I hate Disney World. I hate it. But the stock, if you want to make money, buy it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We appreciate Red Up from uh, Aries. Aries, is it Aries? Aries. Aries stopping by. Thank you so much. Again, we're working with them. They are uh, have a deal with us. If you click the link, you get set up with $100 on a $500 deposit. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. We appreciate their partnership with the show. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Please join us for the rest of this episode on Cash Daddy's Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Cash Daddy's. And uh, I'll see you in Vegas at Skankfest.